Our desire is to become gospel-shaped people who, in response to the grace received from Christ, follow his example of love and service to others. Exploring this transformation through the reflection of God's word and the experience of others as we go. Every day, someone asks me, you know, how I got to be so wise. And I just tell them that, I mean, I just, I just go and I sit in Josh Don's living room and I just listen to him talk for hours and hours. <laughs> and I made friends with his sons and it only, it only increased from there. Just the yeah. amount of time I got to sit at your feet, right? And people buy that, huh? A, a, a few people do. Yeah. Yeah. One or two. <laughs> just a few. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking time, Adam. I know you're very busy schedule to sit down and, and talk to me. I like the headset right away. It's very uh, thank nice. You. Yeah. And I'm in between naps, so you caught me at a good time. <laughs> I was I was wondering if I was either going to catch you too late before a nap or with it only being a week till the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, if you were just going to be a recluse for the whole week to, to pray and fast. <laughs> Yeah, well, interesting fact. Uh, on the NFL Network, they were replaying the little 30-minute summaries of Super Bowls from years before. And so last night they had the Chiefs-Vikings 1970. Oh, wow. Like, that was pretty cool. I watched it. Of course, I don't remember any of it. I didn't <laughs> I think I watched it when I was, what, eight or whatever I was. But yeah. Nonetheless, I did not watch that one. Yeah, I, did yeah, not. I, I doubt it. <laughs> well, um, so we've been having you know these conversations with people about you know what it looks like to live a gospel shaped life, and I mean you were one of the first ones that I kind of sat down and, and chatted about this with you know back when we were kind of when this was just still an idea up on a up on a whiteboard. You know, and I had you recite over and over again the the same thing you say every Sunday about our church, you know, living a gospel-shaped life. So I figured, you know, after I talked to a few other people, you were now now was a good time to to bring you on finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll ask you just some of the same questions that I've been asking everyone else and been talking to. So to you, in your own words, what do you think it means to live a gospel-shaped life? Yeah, so uh, I guess my thought on that is uh, gospel-shaped comes from the idea that we are shaped by the gospel, so that implies that we can be in shape, can be shaped to begin mm -hmm. with. So I think uh, the first part of that, I would respond by saying that you know, you put yourself in a position to be shaped. Uh, you know, and I, I know this is probably an obvious example, but, you know, you think of a piece of metal or glass or pottery or whatever, and, uh, you know, those are shaped into becoming some sort of object or whatever. Um, so, you know, I would respond to that by saying that part of that is a position you put yourself into also but it's also allowing yourself to be shaped. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where transformation comes in uh, because I think along with saying that you were gospel shaped is you were transformed. So, you know, being transformed means that you are or that you can be shaped uh, or at least that you're at a point where you can be shaped. So um, I, it's sort of that both ends of it is you are transformed, you are shaped, but you also have to put yourself in a position to be shaped. Hmm. So, you know, it, it's, it's a little of both, I guess. It's how I would respond to that. Yeah. I like that because I feel like most people I've talked to, <clears throat> and not that these have been wrong answers, but I feel like most of the responses I've gotten have typically been, you know, things that we do, I guess, you know, think like something I do, here's something I do to be a gospel shaped person or something we should be doing. But I like that, that almost kind of turns it around of like, it's not enough just to do things, but also to allow myself to be changed and shaped. Well, and you know, I, my, all of my previous English teachers from elementary school on up are going to say that I'm wrong on this, but uh, I always like to write in the passive voice. <laughs> and you're not supposed to write in the passive voice. You're supposed right. to write in the active voice and all that. But in this sense, it's like the passive voice is exactly what this is because, yeah. you know, I think I've heard someone else use this phrase active passivity. Yeah. And so I think there is a portion of yourself where you, you know, passive voice doesn't mean you aren't doing anything. It just means that to me, you are allowing yourself to be used or transformed in this, in this case. Yeah. That's really good. I like that active passivity. You probably, you probably do better in your social studies classes though, right? Than your English classes. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought for a while I was going to be an English lit. I didn't have to write anything, but I still had to read a lot, but uh, that didn't go so well. Plus, you you don't make a bunch of money when you're an English literature major. And look at you now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Still not making a bunch of money, but hey. (laughs) Um, So can you talk for just a minute about, you know, maybe some of your own experiences with that? like, I guess, with your definition of living a gospel shaped life, just some things you've seen in your own life that would kind of, that would, that would uh, demonstrate that. Yeah. Um, I get, I would respond to that. Yeah. I guess my first thought is, you know, at different times in our lives, and I think this is true for, for any of us, you know, we, we we feel closer or further uh, from the message of the gospel. Hmm. I think that's normal. And, you know, I mean, I've been on this spectrum, you know, I could talk about times in my life where I've been, you know, very, felt very much closer uh, to the idea of being shaped by the gospel and other times where, where I've not. Um, But I say that to say, you know, I guess that's not necessarily my measuring stick, Mm -hmm. uh, if there even is a stick by which to be measured. So um, I would say that, you know, being gospel shaped is more like a journey. It's a yeah. series of events um, and or activities or whatever, however you want to describe it, during which I'd be being shaped, whether I'm aware of it or not. Uh, and so, you know, it's not necessarily like a big life event, which I, I mean, I think it, there certainly are big life events where yeah. you definitely are shaped. Um, 
but you know maybe it's sort of a, this taking a step back mm -hmm. and looking back but then also looking forward of um you know in one sense i'm constantly being shaped and i constantly have been shaped and so it's be, the ability to be to recognize this um and sometimes you recognize it in the moment other times you look back and you and you say oh i mm -hmm. I was shaped by that. And, you know, a lot of times it occurs either like at a moment of crisis or significant stress or something like that, or a big life event. Um, so, you know, like I said, you know, I've, I've kind of had my seasons where the gospels had mm -hmm. more or less influence on my transformation. So I guess I don't see it so much as a specific time as, a, as much as it's part of being human. Yeah, and how I respond to those different events, good or bad or indifferent kind of thing, you know. So I, I guess what I think of is, you know, the example there of the rich young ruler who comes to Jesus and he, he's looking for a way to apply this formula, mm -hmm. uh, if you will, uh, to being part of the kingdom. And you know, Jesus turns it on his head and said, "That it's not at all about activity." or an event or what you do, but it's where your heart is. So I guess I, I see that more as uh, my experience is it's ongoing and dynamic. It's not necessarily a specific event, yeah, but rather it's you know, part of this journey. And, and that, that's not to say that, you know, there aren't times in my life where I felt like I've really experienced this because there are. And, uh, you know, there's, there are times, whether it's where I felt really close to Christ or felt like I was really, you know, spiritual, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, you know, I could look at sort of the wilderness times and say, you know, I'm being shaped at that time, too. I may or may not have known it at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a very <clears throat> that's a very similar answer, I think, to like. Um, a few weeks ago, I talked to Amy and she kept using that word over and over again, journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey, you know, just, mm -hmm. and that is a very you answer, I think, which I like that it's, and I, and I like that, like this, it's a more, it is more of a, of a macro, I guess, answer, you know, like, well, it's like this all encompassing thing. You know, we yeah. can, if you, we can ever get like, just down to like the fine, fine, fine point detail. We gotta, we gotta look at the, <laughs> the whole thing. So and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, it, you know, I mean, I could come up yeah. with some specific times or whatever, and we all can, uh, and I'm not trying to get too philosophical or anything, no. but I think it's, it's more of, uh, you know, again, kind of going back to the idea of transformation, mm -hmm. um, transformation is not necessarily a single event right it is you know what happens over time mm -hmm. no that's true i think i think that's why it's good to look back and and reflect because you'll probably see that there might be you know single events that were like oh that was that was more significant that day was more significant than the one before or after it but it is the mm -hmm. the sequence of of days and weeks and months that kind of add up to it well, it's like you know, the time when I met you, and I'm like, oh, man, this is a transformation project. So this is a <laughs> transformation. 
it still is right <laughs> it still is i'm still i'm still working on it yeah yeah i'll sit in when alex is like man you're kind of struggling right now i'm like yeah it's just it's been a while i haven't gone sat at josh's feet in a while so <laughs> need to tune yeah, a little a little shepherding needs to happen <laughs> Um, so the last question, I've kind of changed this up a little bit for, over the last week or two. Um, but to you, what are some, what do you think are some qualities of, of a gospel shaped church? Like what does a gospel shaped church look like? And I guess, and I'm sure you thought of this too, maybe when I, when I asked you this earlier, that I'm not necessarily looking for, you know, what does 930 Nine thirty to ten thirty a.m. on a Sunday. Like, what does that look like? I mean, I'm sure there are some things that come with that, but I'm I am looking for, and more your specialty, kind of that that more macro answer of big <laughs> big the big church. What does that yeah, look like? So, so my idea that you know a gospel shaped church looks like an outline of the state of Florida, you know, doesn't really apply. <laughs> uh, but it seems like that'd be pretty interesting. But you know, nonetheless. <laughs> I don't think that's what you're getting at. It's, it's um, not, not quite. <laughs> I, I would say that, you know, I, I thought about this is, you know, the, the church is made up of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who are being shaped by their life experiences. So I would say, you know, a, a gospel shaped church looks like a bunch of broken people who are coming to the father asking for forgiveness uh, asking for guidance, wisdom, uh, discernment, but you know, it, 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 a gospel shaped church looks like people who not only recognize their shortcomings where we fall mm -hmm. short, uh, but it, it's also those who recognize the power of transformation yeah. that it's not about me. It's not about us. It's not about what we do on Sunday morning mm -hmm. or any other day of the week for that matter. Um, it's about, the ability of our God to move in mysterious ways that shapes us not only individually, but as a group. So, you know, gospel shaped church can look kind of messy, mm -hmm. but it's also about that transfer transformation, uh, not perfection, but uh, being transformed as a body of believers. And you kind of work through all the bumps and bruises along the way but you're still pointing toward uh, being gospel shaped. I mean, that's why I say that phrase every day is our desire is to become gospel shaped. Mm -hmm. I say that every week. That's at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, because it is a daily weekly reminder and it's a daily weekly process. Yeah. Well, that, I think that almost just makes it more real. Than you know, than than trying to act like well, we have this perfect formula set up that we can follow when nothing else in life seems to mimic that at all of having this this perfect outlook and formula of which I can follow to to accomplish what I want. Right. Well, exactly. And you know, it's it's not only not a formula; um, it's also not perfect. And you know, the the real challenge is when as a church, since that's what your question is about, as a church, just like in your own life, when you face the challenges and the messiness, the ugliness, whatever, um, you're still working through that pointing to who is the one doing the transforming mm -hmm. there. 
who is the one that is helping us as a body become gospel shaped. Yeah. That's good. You give good <laughs> answers. <laughs> oh, good. Well, you not, know, look, not, you not know. that I'm not that I'm surprised. <laughs> not, not, not at all. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, I'm no Myron, but, but you know, I can I hold my own. I am going to have to get Myron on here, but I, I honestly, like, I'll have to sit. It'll be more of me sitting here and pretending like I know the words that he just used. Me like, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, have your dictionary. Like, well, I have my dictionary. <laughs> have my dictionary and thesaurus ready. Being like, oh exactly. yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being able to take the time to to come and impart some of your your shepherding wisdom for for me always and for everyone else well i appreciate that and thank you for uh having me on and uh these are really great questions to ponder and something that mm-hmm. uh, it's not a one-time answer this is uh, a lifetime yeah and that's that's why i like getting to talk to a lot of different people because it's it's the same questions but it's still completely different perspectives and answer, answers which i think is still kind of yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you, Josh. All right. Thank you, Philip. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.